You're listening to Alabama Tradition with Ryan Fowler and Martin Houston on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. National Championships. 27 SEC titles. 131 first-team All-Americans. 70 postseason appearances. 39 postseason victories. This is Alabama football. And this is Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. tradition we're going to talk uh, alabama crimson tide football we're at the midway point the things that we've learned about alabama spring football the things that we've been able to take away nick saban uses uh vocabulary that we're not accustomed to uh at the midway point of spring football what does that tell us about this team you'll be able to follow all of us uh here for the next hour on alabama tradition the past present and future of the alabama crimson tide martin houston is going to be with me in just a couple of seconds we'll uh, jump into a lot of different things. We'll talk about Nick Saban and really the drive to to maybe getting back to defending that national championship and the difficulties that that exist uh, for this football team. Martin Houston, it's good to see you on Alabama Tradition. Welcome in. Glad to be in, Ron. It's been uh, a few weeks uh, since I've been able to join you, and so I'm really excited about being able to to be on with you and um be back i i say in the swing of things but i'm not sure i'm in the swing of things yet but uh definitely excited about being on tonight you know spring football there's a lot of things that you can kind of take away i remember something that your coach always used to say uh that you wanted to walk out and you wanted to know who your first team guys were you wanted to know your second team guys and you come out understanding that these are the guys that you're going to probably defend with that you're going to have a uh, chance to to go out and, and Nick Saban used a little vocabulary that we're not accustomed to uh, when you look at Alabama Crimson Tide football. He said the word pleased. We are pleased coming out of the first scrimmage with where we are. Uh, that's not something you hear from Nick Saban quite often. Well, well, one of the things I've learned, Ryan, um, Nick Saban always knows which amount of uh, sugar uh, and honey to put on and what amount of uh, bitter, <laughs> bitter pill uh, to make them swallow. And to me, he probably has such a young team that he doesn't want to steal. Not meaning that they didn't do well, uh, but he's a mastermind at maximizing uh, his players and, and what he wants out of them. And so when I heard him say he's pleased, I'm like, he has some young guys that's putting in the work, Ryan, 
but they may not necessarily be where he wants them to be. But they, because think about what else he said, Ryan. He said, we have a lot of hitting going on out there and a lot of energy, which means, it, it, but then he follows that up with, they still got a lot and their heads are swimming. Uh, so it tells me that he see, he has a group of guys that really want to be good. And, and that's what you want when you got a young team. Do you think it gets easier when you look at Alabama knowing that this group doesn't really have to fight complacency, that the core members of last year's team have now moved on? Is that a fair comment when you look at a new guy? Do you think it'll be easier for Alabama to defend this championship because there's a lot of new uh, core members of this team? Uh, Well, I guess you you have to define easier, Ryan. Um, Will they be motivated um, and not complacent because so many of them – they had a role and they were a part of the team and they'll have a ring, but it wasn't their ring. You know what I mean? And, and so in that sense, it will be easier because it'll be something that they haven't done in their career. As far as whether it's going to be easier or not with replacing as many, I mean, Ryan, when you just, just name what this offense has replaced, literally every starter Right now, if you looked at spring, Ryan, and, and we assume that Mechie and um, Emil Ikior will be back. But if you just take spring right now, there's going to be 10 new starters from last year's championship team on the offensive side of the ball. And in reality, it's probably the equivalent of 11 because Evan Neal is going to be your left tackle. You know, so, so there's not going to be one single guy when we go to A-Day there's not going to be one single player playing where he was playing last year or, or starter on the offense side of the ball. Then you have all of – how many new coaches? Four. And a, I call it four and a half, Ryan. Right, because, right. Because, because you lost Jay Graham. So so technically you, you had four new coaches and you thought you knew that coach, and now you have a new special teams tight ends coach. So there's a lot. to. So, yeah, it's going to be harder – in that sense of you got a lot to get together to be able to defend the championship. So if you want to join us, we can do a lot of different things. We're talking Alabama Crimson Tide football. There's been a lot of questions about running backs. We're going to talk quarterbacks as well uh, because eight weeks into practice, the things that I've heard, uh, Bryce has separated himself. Now, remember, this is eight practices in. It's not uh, through spring practice. Anything can happen. They're leading into the second scrimmage. Uh, They're also – be, will be eight, 11 days away. When you look at this team, it seems like Bryce Young has had a little bit of a separation uh, from maybe Paul Tyson, just from what I've heard behind the scenes, that he's had a great camp so far. Yeah, he, he, he has separated himself, and I think he had a clear separation, Ryan, you know, coming into spring because of what he did last year. Um, you think about him coming onto campus, not having – a spring practice or anything, yet he was the clear number two guy. I mean, there was zero sure. question of whether he was a number two guy, and he did that without a spring. What I like about Bryce Young is what Nick Saban has said, Ryan. He, he, he mentioned the accuracy, and he mentioned the explosive plays, but he said he managed the entire 
scenario. He has he he actually said he's had command of managing all the scenarios. And when you think about it, how difficult a job is this? Right? Is this not the most difficult job a quarterback has ever had under Nick Saban? When you think about Martin, it's got to be. It, it's got to be. I, I cannot remember a time where you lose as much production. <laughs> right. I mean, You're new. First of all, this would be a difficult job for a third year AJ McCarron. Sure, it would be. Yeah, it would yeah. be. You, you, you see what I'm saying? And so the fact that he is playing, uh, like I said, do I think Bryce Young still has room to grow? Absolutely. Do I think Nick Saban is smart enough uh, to say all the right things about how well Bryce Young is doing uh, when he's talking to uh, us in the media? He's communicating to him, I believe in you, young man. You have this, despite whether Bryce Young fully has it all yet or not. Nick Saban is convincing him that he has full command of this team uh, and, and everything that, that's going on. Because not only is he doing all of that with all of the changes, he's having to learn a whole new offense, new coach. And <laughs> so maybe he is special. But wow. Uh, I mean, you think about that for a couple of minutes, but I mean, did we see enough in Bryce Young? I mean, the one thing that I was kind of maybe uh, when you watch Bryce Young, and you could talk about spring, and you could, you could talk about, you know, in limited mop what are you able to tell? But I think one of the things that I saw from Bryce Young, he is not afraid to throw it anywhere on the field. He believes in the arm that is attached to his right shoulder. Well, you know, and when, when it's the other team's guy, it's cocky and arrogance. When it's your guy... <laughs> It's confident. Sure it is. Sure it is. <laughs> yes, right? It is. I mean, it is. I mean, it's it's the heir apparent. It's the greatest arm ever, and, and he believes that. And uh, and and I. But Ryan, when you think about when these guys get here to Alabama now uh, as quarterbacks, they have thrown more balls um, to more receivers. And that is one of the things that if the pads don't affect your throwing motion, that is something you can really get good at accuracy and deep balls and all the throws through seven on seven. And with all of that, Bryce Young has thrown more passes probably than all of the quarterbacks who played um, that was on scholarship and played my entire career. He's already thrown more passes than those guys uh, before he ever stepped foot on campus. They're so much further ahead uh, and yeah, we didn't get to see that much of him last year. Uh, and there was nothing that you saw that made you say, Oh my God, this guy is the second coming. Uh, but undoubtedly Nick Saban saw enough to know that that's who he needed to give the reins of the team to looking at these backs. Um, if I know one thing about running backs, you guys all want the football and you want it every single down. Uh, 25, 30 carries. And, and then want the passes. And you the and you want the passes out of the backfield. Right. How is Bill O'Brien going to keep this backfield happy and engaged? He's not. I mean, we'll, we'll have an Alvin Kamara uh, probably out of the group that we have here. Uh, but that's just part of, that's just part of being an Alabama fan. Um, especially Ryan, if this rule, uh, with a free waiver 
passes. Um, uh, was just a conversation worth having uh, the impact of if they pass that one free transfer rule, will Nick Saban be able to hold and lock people in as much as usual? But, but he, he can do it, Ryan, because I think what he's going to do is I think Keelan Robinson will get some of those Jalen Waddle touches. Oh, great point. Um, um, I think that will be part of it. Uh, and I don't, Nick Saban said something about Najee Harris, and I think that's what kind of has people nervous about Brian Robinson. He said Brian Robinson was a better back than we played him last year. He said, but Najee Harris was the type of back you just couldn't take him out once he got going because that's the way he flowed, and when you took him out, he lost his rhythm. These these backs now, Ryan, they don't they 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 don't come to school like that. I don't know if you remember, Trey Sanders didn't – go back and look at how many carries he had his senior year. He split time, even at IMG, thinking ahead that he wanted to save himself for the NFL as a high schooler. So these guys are used to when they've had the opportunity splitting time, they know each other. So it won't be as bad as it would have been back in my day, but it's still going to be a challenge just because you have so much talent. And so it'll be interesting to see how much two-back offense we run. Uh, This is Martin talking. I've not seen or heard anything, Ron. But we're going to be young in the wide receiver core. But we're going to have a lot of experience in the backfield, and I think you may see running backs get some of those carries. I think, I mean, touches. uh, I think there may be some formations where we come two backs and then split a Keelan Robinson out. Uh, more um, and, and still have a back unlike our five back offense where we had Najee out. I think you may see Keelan in the mix uh, from the backfield. Well, and you, you look at Brian Robinson, um, maybe that would give Bryce Young some stability there, a guy that understands because it's more than just running between the tackles. I mean, well, I've watched guys like Derrick Henry his first year, and I think Nick Saban was asked one time, he said, why did, Nick, why did Derrick Henry not play more? And he said, well, he, he didn't know uh, to pick up the, the pass protection. And that was right. some of the responsibility of protecting that quarterback. So maybe Brian Robinson will give some confidence to Bryce Young of, of having somebody that he can trust back in the backfield. Absolutely. And Brian, Brian Robinson, uh, I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised by Brian Robinson. Um, this, this young man was a full, versatile running back coming out of high school, a guy that I absolutely loved. I, I was anti-Najee early on because I didn't like the way he finished run. Najee Harris completely ran, won me over. But you look at the type of kid Brian Robinson is. He has done whatever has been asked of him. He was the fullback, and he didn't play it bad uh, coming from an old fullback. He, he, he gave some respect to the position, and I think he's the type of player that you will see special things out of. I, it's going to be the 2021 version of running backs by committee, but I think Brian Robinson is going to surprise a lot of people now that he uh, has a chance to be the front dog. You think John Mechie can be a number one? Uh, I, I think so, but I think he's going to be pushed by a couple of guys, Ryan. I think Brian Robinson – I mean, Bryce Young is so accurate with the ball from what we've heard. Sure. You know, one of the things we've never been able to take advantage of, Ryan, is what? The big wide receiver. You, the only big wide receiver we've had was Julio Jones, and that was because of what? That was because he was just you 
He was just a mismatch nightmare, and he would kill you on blocks. Well, Saban said the other day, we don't have speed guys. We have a couple, but we have some big guys. Don't be surprised with the um, O'Brien flavor from the NFL, big wide receivers from the NFL. Don't be surprised if we don't have more uh, 50-50 balls as a part of this offense compared to what Alabama traditionally uh, has. So one of those other guys, uh, Ajaya Hall or uh, Javon Baker, who made a big play in the scrimmage, uh, got a touchdown, may be the guy that steps up, but I definitely think Mechie has the talent and, and ability to be that guy. Does Alabama have to fight the current rules? We're going to talk about that coming up in just a couple of seconds. That is Martin Houston. I'm Ryan Fowler. This is Alabama tradition, the past, present, future of the Alabama Crimson Tide. You are listening to Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler. Your connection to Tuscaloosa and the University of Alabama Athletics on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. There's an absolutely reward for watching on Facebook. I was just watching Marty He's got me cracked up. Uh, Martin, come on now. You don't remember riding in the Honda Accord, uh, the 1979 version of the Honda Accord, listening to the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. This this band's out of California, believe it or not. Uh, wow. They are. The Nitty Gritty Dirt Band's out of California. But uh, you, you didn't listen to Nitty Gritty Dirt Band? I mean, this was not part of the playlist? That was not part of the playlist. Uh, can't say it was. Okay. Okay. I'm just, uh, I was watching Martin Houston <laughs> do his. Oh, my heavens. My heavens. Hey, Martin, speaking of uh, as a young player, when we log, we would talk about the transfer and, and at some point, listen, I think Alabama may benefit the most. I think Nick Saban said this, you know, a couple of years ago, we talked about grad transfers and interleague transfers that we could be the team that could maybe benefit the most. I think the same applies with the upcoming rule. But I, I'm curious if you might be honest with the uh, the audience. Did you ever want to quit Alabama? I mean, did, was there ever days that you just said, I'm going back home, I'm going to go somewhere else? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, there were there were several times, uh, you know, not, not quit playing football. Uh, mine was more of I was in love, okay? Oh. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I was a little homesick for some – Loving and kissing and hugging, but <laughs> okay, okay. But uh, I I considered going to Jacksonville State uh, to be back. My wife, uh, she was my girlfriend at that time, uh, was there during my freshman year, uh, and of course we got married my uh, red shirt freshman year. So so I didn't have to deal with that long. Um, Ryan, I had one way of getting an education financially, uh, and so. 
even though I may have had those days, um, wanting to get that degree and graduate from college was always something that that pushed me. And I, I like playing football, and I didn't want that red shirt year was enough to, to be away from actually getting to play the game that I didn't want to go somewhere else and and have to wait another year uh, to play the game. I'm telling you, with that being gone, um, it's possible, Ryan, um, that after my sophomore year, had I had the option to go somewhere else after I saw how good Kevin Turner was and that he wasn't going anywhere, that I may have gone to a school that uh, that allowed me to feature my running ability a little bit more uh, of course, you know, I was coming along when people ran the option and stuff like that. Um, and and so that 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 little bitty thing of you wouldn't have to sit out a year. You can come here and play right away. Eligible immediately Woo! in the SEC, which they've, they've not voted Woo! for the SEC. But eligible eligible immediately would be like, woo, eligible immediately in the SEC would be, Woo, baby, Ric Flair. You understand what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, so so I, I'm not sure that Alabama won't lose out. Um, right now, Nick Saban is able to convince those guys, Ryan. You, you understand that the argument is this, or the not the argument, but the comeback for Nick Saban right now is, hey, if you leave, you're going to have to go sit out there, and you're going to sit out a year. You're going to have to learn everything all over again you're not going to be playing anyway. Why don't you spend a year here getting better, getting bigger, faster, stronger, learning, getting to know the, the players, the coaches, and your position, and then you'll have an opportunity to compete. Um, you know, you could go to that school, and they could bring in the next Tua Tungvaloa. You, you don't know. So what you have here is better than what you would be going to, and you're going to have to sit out a year. But when that's no longer the argument, you know, then it's going to be tough. But, Martin, don't you think that there's at least got to be a deadline? In other words, I'm all about transfers, okay, if you want – because I understand that the way that coaching changes, and I think coaching changes happen more frequently, and we'll talk about that in maybe the last 15 minutes. i got an article that I want to bring up and kind of get your opinion on. But when you look at the style of play, I don't have a problem with it, with the transfers. I just think there needs to be a deadline – I don't oh. think there needs to walk up to August the twenty eighth, four days away from practice, and I'm out of here. And well, my my, you you you're you're being a lot more generous than I am um, in terms of you talking about August. Well, I just made I, the, I think yeah. I think that they should have a free. I think there should be an opportunity because the other thing, Ryan, is you're asking seventeen and eighteen year olds to make a decision many times based off of of one hour, two hours here, there, and then a weekend of where they want to spend the next four years of their life uh, or five years. Uh, and so they may get there and, and they may not be a fit uh, from a philosophical standpoint, from a community standpoint, from edu- it could be so many things. So to give them an opportunity to rectify that one time, I'm fine with. But my opinion is it needs to happen um, at some point, just like pro, just like um, declaring for the NFL, 
you need to declare. You now you can transfer anytime, but if you're going to get the waiver, you need to have declared by say middle of January. Um, and why do I say middle of January? Maybe with two weeks to go, uh, the, the three weeks into January. The reason I say that is because it gives the other coaches and the player the players at the other school you're coming to a chance to know if they want to do something. Um, I, I think it should be declared so that roster management can be handled and scholarship can be handled because to me it's unfair if, if a kid's making a decision and you're looking at the last couple of weeks, Ryan, and Julio Jones is still on the roster and you want to come to Alabama, you probably – you might go somewhere else. Sure. But if, if Julio Jones all of a sudden leaves, then you may come to Alabama. And that affects – in that way it stops the dominoes. But if you're letting guys go anytime all the way up to – now you can transfer anytime you want. But if you don't transfer within that set window, you don't get the waiver. The waiver has to have a time limit and a window that you have to take advantage of it. Well, and it, it just it, to me it point, puts a bigger emphasis from Nick Saban on roster management. They've got to be able to go in. You got to be able to convince guys that they're in it, and 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 so whatever deadline they're going to put, um, there's just so many obstacles facing college athletics right now. I mean, there there is like when you look at being a head coach, and I was reading um, a wow. athletic director; they were doing a survey of college athletics, and one of the comments came from, this is not what we signed up to do. Uh, and and they were talking about name, image, and likeness, but I think it applies to some of the other things that we're talking about of trying to manage this and trying to find a way to keep these guys engaged and to believe that they have a role in the team. And I think that's why you're seeing Nick Saban even use some of the verbiage. Uh, yeah. Martin, I've never heard him talk about a true freshman having a role in the team. He's already yeah. mentioned, we're, we're talking about four practices in, the first time I heard Jalen Milrow's name. And he yeah. talked about, we're going to find out if he has a role in this team. And I'm going, okay, so is Nick Saban being up front with us? I, I don't have any reason to doubt that he is, or, or is, is it? But I think he's also about that roster management. Even if you don't have a role, believe it, you do have a role. Oh, Hey, listen, always, always be coaching, um, and and and, and you're, when you're coaching, you're coaching for the team you're you're coaching right now. In spring practice, you're coaching for the team you're going to put on the field uh, in the fall, Ryan. And you're coaching for um, the group that you're going to re-sign in January. Uh, because think about this, Ryan. Yeah, you a coach may not be able. Kirby Smart may not be able to call. Um, and, and 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 tell a player we got a spot for you, but he can get that message to him, you know. And so you can you you're not just coaching right now. Think of if I watched the game as a college coach the first weekend, Ryan, and there was a kid that I recruited like crazy at Georgia, and he went to Alabama, and I see that they don't even put him out on the field. You know the first thing I'm gonna do. I'm going to get a message to that young man. We still want you. And I'm going to put that seed in his head week one, Ryan. Now, we can't do anything, but I'm going to put that seed in his head week one. And then if the season plays out, 
What have I done? I've made that kid think for a solid year, Georgia wants me and Alabama won't even let me get on the field. I'm going to Georgia. And now he can do that without – so you're, you're – man. It, yeah. But I don't feel bad for the coaches, by the way. You said they didn't sign up for it, Ryan. What did we what did we say Dabo was making when he got his job at Alabama only 30 years ago? I mean, not 30 years ago, 20 years ago? Uh, it was around 30,000, maybe a little bit more. Less than less than he probably makes um uh in a week. <laughs> I mean, when you we not 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 a full week. I'm talking about a week spread out over 52 52. I'm not talking about just the football season. I mean, think about a guy at Vanderbilt making $4 million or $3 million to win five games a year. Do, do the rest of the job and be quiet. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not looking for – I'm just saying it, it would be a hard way to manage this. And Oh, it's difficult. And, and I've watched Alabama go through – and I'm not saying Alabama's going to be short on numbers by no means, but, I mean, I've watched places like Alabama – be in a situation where they're fatigued and they're just limping through certain seasons. And I just wonder, you know, if, if you're at a place like Vanderbilt, if you've got an all-star player and you've got a player that's making a difference, why not go win a championship? Absolutely. I mean, if you're – It's if, gone. Right. I mean, if, if you're in a need uh, for another big team, it's almost like you've got to re-recruit your players every year. and All year. All year. And – well, and, and then also think about the investment. You know, we think about time. You know, there's a lot of money and resources that you're spent into a guy developing, and you may not get the production out until maybe he's a junior. And right. at that point, he may think be gone. this. Remember my point about it needs to happen at a certain time if you're going to get the waiver? What is Alabama? What are Alabama fans waiting on in terms of recruiting right now? Henry T. Henry T. Tua Toa Toa Ty. I wish we would get. Can we get some names like Jones Smith? I mean, I mean, some easy names like like we got a we got a center today, and I hadn't talked about him much. I can't even say his last name. Oh, you talking about Betty Ako? Betty Ako? Okay, so you you'll help me with that with Betty Ako. Okay, we're in Alabama. That's close enough. Okay, so Betty Ako, tall guy, six eleven. Yes. IMG yes, says, I'm rolling with the Alabama Crimson Tide NATO's basketball team. And then uh, Swoboda yesterday, don't even look at his name. Don't even spell it because the V, I guess, yeah. is pronounced as a W, so it's Swoboda. Oh, I was told it was uh, uh, so – oh, I don't remember that Well, mind. yeah, because like, it's hard yeah. to pronounce the, the S and the V. It's, it's, you you got to go – The V, yeah, the V is silent, but – in terms of the V, but it has another effect on the S or something. But yeah. anyway. Well, I, I, yeah. didn't, I, I barely made it through English 101 and 102. I was say above my pay grade. Yeah. But my point I was making about Henry Tuatola, uh, Ryan, is how unfair is it for Jalen Moody that that kid may get to transfer here? Oh, wow. After spring practice. Mm, wow. Yeah, I mean, and, he, and if he comes in – you, I mean, he may be better than than, than Jalen, and he deserves the job. I'm just saying, um, you know, it's just, it's just, I, I'm fine with the transfers, and I'm fine with competition. 
I'm fine with with you competing, but I'm not good with you miss all spring and then show up in the summer um, because you left one program and came to this one. I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean it, but but that's the part is is and I think once these coaches work it out where you've got the reputation that you're going to go and you're going to build your. Your team, it's kind of like Kirby Smart a couple of years ago. He went after and got a big-time recruit, and then what does he do? He goes dabbling into the grad transfer rule and, and brings in JT Daniels. And so then as a recruit, if you're looking at UGA, I'm sure that this is used against them in the recruiting trail. Hey, why do you want to go there? They're just going to bring in a grad transfer. And you, you begin to build that reputation out there. It's going to be used against you. And – even if it's not, right. they'll tell you, still tell you on the recruiting trail that it is. Yeah, and that's right. It don't have to be the truth. It just has to be stated. Sure. Uh, sort of like social media. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I know we need to get the break here, but I get my question, Ryan, off of that conversation is will they add um, to the scholarship roster? Oh, they've got because, to. Martin, they've because, got to. Because, because you, you could really have a team have a bunch of people um, graduate, and then you turn around and have some transfer and, because they're immediately eligible and, and and the team think they've gotten enough players, but they don't. Uh, they don't have enough players. Uh, and now you're putting players at risk when you're having to play fewer players, longer games, longer seasons, more plays, et cetera, uh, and you don't have the numbers. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. And hey, since we have the COVID-based impact of more players, maybe this is the time that all of that kind of works out. Big topic of conversation. That's Martin Houston. Nick Saban says something that drew a little bit of reaction. Maybe not what I thought it would, but we talk about it on Alabama tradition, the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide. If you own a small business, twelve twenty-five. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A warm, dry afternoon, a good supply of sunshine, the high today 81. For tonight, fair with the low at 58. We're dry during the day tomorrow, partially sunny, then a band of strong storms will push in here tomorrow night, the high at 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 79 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The host of the game, Ryan Fowler, and the host of the Martin Houston Show, Martin Houston, have combined to offer a show filled with in-depth analysis of Alabama football and more. Alabama Tradition broadcasts live on Tide 100.9 every Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. and is available live and on playback on numerous affiliates around the Southeast. Check out alabamatradition.com for a list of affiliates as well as other great content. Country music singers have always been a real close family. But lately, All right, so I gotta I gotta bring Martin in on the conversation, okay? Let me tell you what we do from two until six is we do Twang Tuesday. And I think what happened is Twang Tuesday has moved over to the six until seven hour with Alabama tradition. So Martin Houston is uh we, we we got some bumper music that is is good. Twang Tuesday. Uh, anyway, we we have a little fun uh, there. So <laughs> I just need a little little swinging. Oh yeah yeah. Can you play? I mean, 
He, he, he probably that's too old of a song. That, that's our generation. So that's uh, that's yeah. that's when that's when country music was country music. Don't you love that? <laughs> I love old country music. What are you saying? Just a Ryan, swinging, just a swinging. <laughs> He's looking at you like you're crazy, right? Yeah, he, he, no he, he, yeah, he didn't know. He, he didn't. Was that was that Hank? Uh, that was that was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Little, little Hank. Uh, so it's Twang Tuesday. I feel like when I hear it, I got to talk in my Southern accent voice. Uh, go with a little little deeper. Uh, so as we. Uh, you mean your natural voice? Yes, my natural voice. The, the one that you've not like like we both have outgrown a little bit. Like, like, like North Alabama doesn't come through like clearly. <laughs> well, I mean, if I spoke in North Alabama ease, most people wouldn't be able to understand it. I mean, I mean, I use words that, uh, like, oh, like, I, and, I, and Martin knows this. If I ever talked to my mom prior to the show, I would come on air and it would be a deep because I pick up accents very, very quickly, and I, I, I do that too. Whenever I talk to my parents, I get awkward. my southern accent comes out. It, it's so awkward. I, 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 I don't know why I do that, but it's like I don't know. But I pick up, so I can never talk to my mom prior to the show because it, it, it will be deep, you deep. Know, you deep. know the joke I tell people, Ryan, and not that I'm a lot better now, but I tell people I, I go. When I first got to Tuscaloosa, I was a tornado guy, and they go, "What?" I said, "I was a tornado guy." They like, "What are you talking about?" I said, "You know the guy they interview anytime there's a tornado, man. You just heard that thing. That thing sounded like a train <laughs> coming over here. Oh no, yeah. can't run oh, across yeah. over there." No. Yeah, so sound like would... a train, man. I wish you should have heard would... that thing. Get I heard that thing coming from way over yonder. <laughs> <laughs> that <right>. was me. <laughs> well, Martin, I, I do want to say this real quick. Uh, today is national. You know, there's a day for everything, but today is National Student Athlete Day, and uh, meaning that we benefit uh, from a lot of these guys. We had a national championship last night. We had a football championship a couple of months ago. Uh, happy National Student Athlete Day to eight million uh, collegiate athletes across the country. Pretty cool what they've given us, uh, and I think we appreciate sports more. I know I do. Uh, when you look at the world of sports, uh, 8 million student-athletes. Well, this past year, Ryan, as bad as it it, it was and um, as bad as uh, it, it, it could have been, um, just think of how bad it would have been had we not had sports. And, and to me, last night was a symbolic, Ryan, of where we've come. Um, you know, last night's national championship game, I talked about this on my show uh, this morning, was that national championship game was was so important as far as this the country moving forward uh moving not 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 beyond covid in the sense of not recognizing the seriousness and and all that but at least transitioning back to a new whatever the new normal is going to be because that that last year, Ryan, was when I knew it was real. Um, Great point. When 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 individual games got canceled, and you know, and a tournament got canceled here. But when they came out and said, "Hey, we're going to just give up a billion dollars of revenue," right? Yeah, NCAA they did. Yeah, yeah, it is billion dollar yeah. business. Yeah. When they said, "Hey, we're just going to give that up," I said, "Okay." 
maybe maybe this is going to have a longer lasting impact than than I thought. And so to me, back to back days were so important to to our country moving forward. I know this is not sports, but you know, President Trump had said it's gonna we're gonna all be back in church by Easter. Well, that didn't happen. But a year later, it was good to see so many people in church on Easter worshiping, you know, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then they had a national championship the next day, a sporting event that had been so symbolic of what would trigger after COVID. It was it was huge. So Speaking of recruiting, and, and and we talk about that, I, I think we, we're wrapping up the show, and I got one Nick Seven audio clip, but I was just reading across my Twitter feed that Ed Orgeron is now re-recruiting Eric Gilbert, which is the big five-star tight end. He left LSU, went to Florida, now he's decommitted there, and he's considering going back to LSU. They had a great conversation today, and who knows? I mean, he may end up in Tuscaloosa for all we know, but that was the point that we talked about in the last segment is you never stop recruiting. Even when guys – are going to other places, you never know because we've watched at USC a couple of years ago where a player went to Texas, went back to USC, USC, Texas, back to USC. So you never know exactly where these guys are going to go. But I want to play an audio clip, and I want to get your reaction to it. It's Nick Saban talking about the offensive direction of where the game is going. This is the best coach in college football. I've got a question about just recent trends in offensive football that you see happening now that could become more popular maybe over the next five or ten years? Well, you've heard me say this before. You know, you guys that are on offense, you're you're in the Taliban, man. Uh, I mean, what what you guys do on offense now is like it's affecting world peace. So RPOs, blocking downfield on passes behind the line of scrimmage, you know, those two rules probably significantly changed football more than anything that I can say creates tremendous run-pass conflicts for the defensive players. And it's really, you know, it's made the game more exciting. It's made made the game be played, you know, horizontally and vertically using more of the field, which makes it harder to defend. So I would say anybody that doesn't utilize those two things in their offense is not taking advantage of the rules that we have in college football now. And I think it's they're the same in high school for the most part because some of those things are very, very difficult to defend. So that is Nick Saban, and he talks about the offensive direction. He says, I'm worried about it at church. I got my legs shaking, uh, trying to figure out how to stop you guys on the offensive side of the football. Uh, Being a no-defensive-minded guy, the offense has carried us a lot of different ways, but then he also backed it up, and he said, but if you're not using it, you're not taking full advantage of the rules that are placed out there in college athletics. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, when you look at what's happening um, in the college game, it, it has definitely swung to pro offense. Um, and, and it seems like it's not changing, Ryan. It doesn't seem like that's going to go backwards for a while. Um, you know, we, 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 we see uh, Nick Saban making that <clears> – <throat> excuse me, making that – uh, statement uh, and kind of kind of surprising, but funny in in sure. and of itself with Coach Saban. But uh, football, you, you have to love it, Ryan. But no matter what we do, no matter how we change the game, we saw once again last night defense wins championships. 
And that's coming from an yeah. offensive guy. Yeah, it's, 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 let, let's think about this, Ryan. Why did Clemson beat Alabama Trevor Lawrence freshman year? Was it their offense or their defense? The, the 2016, hit, 2016, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. whatever year it was. Yeah. Whatever, when Trevor Lawrence beat us. Uh, oh, that, oh, we, oh, oh, you're, no, no, you're talking about was, you're talking about like 2018, 2018. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. so many championships around here. It's not yeah, like you have Auburn. to keep you, you, you have to keep track. You right, have to keep track. Right. Track. The, they hit their average. Their defense held us under our average. Okay, what happened this year? We dominated Ohio State because our defense showed up. I mean, if our defense, I mean, even though offense is great. It still comes down to the team that has offense and can put a quality defense on the field still gets the job done. Um, and last night, best offense in the country, Ryan, uh, in basketball, couldn't get couldn't get enough buckets because the other team deed them up, kept them almost twenty points below their average. That's that's how you win championships and. Defense travels, man. You can have a bad day on offense, um, and you can't. You just can't get the job done. But if that defense is playing well, you always have a chance to win. Always, always, I always. You. Ask Coach Stallings. Oh, I, I no doubt. I mean, I asked him three weeks ago, four weeks ago. He he was still uh, still thanks that defense, and, and and I love him for that because I'm I'm a, and maybe it's their fault. I've, I've said this a couple of different times. Uh, Martin, let me swing here in the last couple of minutes and talk about okay. basketball. I take you to the Washington Post. Alabama is the number one team, not in football preseason, but in basketball. The Washington Post, Alabama is number one. CBS Sports has us at number three behind uh, Gonzaga and UCLA. So we're at number three, and I think we're in like pretty much top five in every one that I've been able to see. Uh, you NATO? know why? Did you watch the game last night? It's the style of play. They they, they had yeah, but it's, it's not just style of play. It's having the players. They had a three guard offense, Ryan. That 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 at moments was unstoppable on both ends, offense and defense. Next year we're gonna have Shackelford, Quinterly, and we're adding, and we're adding J.D. Davison. Best guard in the country, but guess what? We're guess what uh, they had that we didn't have this year, Ryan. When when you got around the rim, they had some rim protectors. Sure. sure. Well, we have the kid from once again. His name is not Smith or Jones. The kid from France or wherever he's from <laughs> at seven foot, and we got Bediako today, who's a seven footer. Uh, we haven't had those types of play, and that's NATO's. Ultimately, NATO's wants a big that can shoot, but also a big that can protect the rim. And when you add all that together, when you put the Primos and the Rojases and Garys all back in there, man, it's crazy to think that we're talking Alabama basketball could be number one, and we're talking about basketball right smack in the middle of spring. NATO's has done an un believable, almost miraculous job uh, of what, what he's done. And I guess we're going to have to talk about past, present, and future, the Alabama Crimson Tide. So Nados is building something very, very solid. You can listen to Martin's beginning at 6 a.m. We'll be back at 2 o'clock tomorrow. 
a lot of conversation. We got title talk uh, with James coming up in just a couple of minutes, and, and crew James Ludeman and uh, title talk. I uh, appreciate Brian for pushing all of the buttons. Martin, I got about fifteen seconds. Any parting words? Yes. Yeah, I just I just really want to thank to all of the great fans uh, that support Alabama sports and support our station. And I just want to send out my condolences. Uh, and I know you agree with me to Luke uh, Ratliff, uh, the young man uh, that epitomizes what it means to be an Alabama football. Uh, I mean, a fan uh, that lost his battle in his life recently. So we just want to send out our condolences to them and praying for that family and all the students that were impacted by it as well. No doubt. No doubt. 23 years of age. Uh, just way, way too early. Big thanks to Brian. Big thanks to Martin. As I said, title talk coming up in just a couple of seconds. We'll see you guys next time right here on Tide 100.9. If you